Your marketing strives to keep your organization relevant to your customers, which of course goes without saying. But what happens when a global pandemic hits and your well-crafted marketing plan goes the way of the dodo? Well, you're about to find out. And please be warned, those affected by an acute intolerance to poor decision-making, please cover your ears now. Hi, Heidi, and hi, Brent. Hello, hello. Hi. So it, it sounds like you, uh, you've been keeping your eye on someone who might be struggling with this process. Is that, is that the case? There's a fascinating candidate on the horizon at the moment who seems to have burned through, I'm not joking, 80 million in investor capital and is (laughs) in the running for poster child for what not to do during the pandemic. Yeah, it it was a business that was growing exponentially prior to the pandemic. Okay. And going into the pandemic, I think leadership assumed that it will continue to grow exponentially because it has in the past. And maybe they perceive that their momentum will take them through. The problem is it was a cosmetic company and there was less of a requirement for cosmetics during Ah, the pandemic. Right, of course. So we're, we're talking about here Glossier. The brand is called Glossier. If you have a teenager in your house, you may have heard of them. I, I do, but I have not heard of this one. Yeah. But and she became, she be, did become a teenager during the pandemic, so... <laughs> yes, so she's behind the curve. Maybe didn't get the socializing. It's the fact that you haven't heard about them like you've heard about an Estee Lauder or a Lancome because their origin story and their origination was through the digital universe, through influencers, and reaching out to people who followed the influencers, asking, what do you want as cosmetics? What do you want as skincare? And growing from that into one of the hottest brands around. By definition, the way they grew, they were what we would call a customer-centric organization. So the customer says what they want, people are crazy about the brand and the brand identity, and they line up down the street to get the product. Wow. But that's that's no longer happening. Let's let's cut to the chase. That's no longer happening. But I'm sort of confused how they might have got this this wrong. And I, I know we're touching on that because you know, makeup influencers are huge on social media. And during the pandemic, we everybody seemed to be on Zoom and having Zoom anxiety and was very conscious about how they looked on Zoom. What? How did this company miss the mark? You would think that that's opportunity, but yeah. it's opportunity missed. That's the fascinating part. Right. If you look back... And it's been a long two and a half years. And you start looking at the markers of when was lockdown and what did that trigger? And what happened with Black Lives Matter? And what happened with the backlash against expectations and the patriarchy and all of these questions? And it's almost like you can map where Glossier says, well, missed the mark on that one. Well, missed the mark on that one. It's this iterative cycle of every single time a challenge came through, they failed. 
let's start with that question of everyone's having Zoom anxiety. You're a skincare and makeup company. How did you miss that? Yeah. One of the things that happened during the pandemic is a lot of people got acne. The response of the brand was not ethnically inclusive to reflect all types and variations of skin, but it was, if you use the products well enough, you won't get acne, which was received by those influencers as, wow, you really don't give up about us. Yeah, a bit tone deaf sometimes. And you used the word in the intro, relevant. And I think that is extremely important again in this particular case is that if you want to stay relevant, you have to not only listen to your customers, but react to the environment in which you're in. So it's being being a customer centric organization. Yes, you have to listen to your customers, but you also have to be aware of the, the environment, internal and external that you're dealing with take grocery stores and diners. They knew their customers and what they needed. They needed home delivery. They needed curbside delivery. They needed that. They were also listening to the environment and saying, what is the best way to do this? What is the best for our customers? So it's that relevance question that I really think they missed, not just once, but they missed it in a few really significant moments. And if you take what Brent said and you look at the products that they launched... I'm sorry, how many people have worn lipstick under a mask in the last... I mean, you may have, Andy, but lipstick under a mask. I've been rumbled. Let's just put it out there that maybe during the pandemic, bringing out a color palette... Right, right. ...is not exactly the right timing. So before the pandemic, you were talking about burning through millions of dollars. This company sounded like... Was it a startup? No, it was definitely about two and a half, three years in, I think, maybe a little more. Oh, it, it was it was a little longer in. Yeah. It was maybe six, seven years in, but it was right. a big startup. It yeah. was a startup right. that, okay. and if, if you look at the business nuts and bolts of it, there are serious technical questions. They, they made some poor choices on tech implementation, where their products were accessible, how they were doing things. There are some real fundamentals that they missed on it. When I look at it, because there are so many things that went wrong, they left what their strength was. They forgot what that was, to be customer-centric and responsive. And when you forget, to use a really lousy phrase, when you forget what your DNA is, when you forget why people care about you... Right. Yeah. And partially why they had 80 million to burn through is because they were doing so well. The people were continually investing in them and saying, hey, we believe in you. You're going to grow even bigger and bigger. Yeah. I mean, you look at on social media, looking at the influencers, it's yeah. makeup was yeah. <laughs> a no brainer. Well, And makeup was one thing. Fragrance was one that suffered even more during the pandemic because people weren't going to the office. They weren't going out. Some of them weren't showering. Yes, you may. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you may want to smell better in your house, but you're not going to spend a lot of money on a particular fragrance as you would have in the past. If this company was a client of yours, you're, you're seeing this perfect storm. Like you said, it wasn't just one element. Within the company's organization, who is the steward of that? Who should be spotting that and pulling everyone back on side? Yeah, I think herein lies one of the problems. When you're a startup and you have a large number of investors 
backing you is yes, the founder is responsible, but when does the founder become unresponsible and have to listen to other people? And right. we, I don't know her personally and I've never met her, but it could be that she was trying to do the right thing, but other people were giving her guidance. Other investors were saying, no, no, don't do that, do this. Uh, it would be great to, to sit down and interview her and figure out what did go wrong. So, so the ultimate message for your clients going forward, using this as an, as an example, is what? There is an ironic piece of this live by the sword, die by the sword. They came up through influencers and they have now been excoriated by influencers. Right. So understand the up and downside of going viral and what that means for you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think there are some other really interesting technical points that we run through as you expand out a business. And there's a transition point within an organization when you exceed 35 employees. And there's a transition point when you exceed 150 employees. If we were giving general guidance, blindly not having spoken to anyone... What's missing is across those links and that growth, a real understanding about what are we about. And right. that would be the conversation I would start because that was not a leading principle across the group. Yeah. So don't stop listening to your customers. Listen yes. even closer. Yeah. yeah. And your customers or the environment, yeah. whichever yeah. one is, yeah. is causing you the biggest grief. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I'm going to change the colour of my lipstick now you've rumbled me. Um, so so what are we looking forward to? Can we look forward to next week then? I thought we'd do a case study from a client we're working with about building up and building outward. It's almost kind of the inverse of this. They are small and scrappy and they're having to rebuild from the ashes and they're doing it well. Wow. So they're rebuilding right from the very beginning of where they're at. Uh, they've been circling problems for a while. It's a long story. Ooh. One I look forward to, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi, and thank you, Brent. All right, thank we'll you. talk soon. Talk soon.